Uh, let's open up in a word of prayer. Lord, thank you so much for this morning, for the blessings you've, you've given us. God, for the ones we realize and the ones we don't realize. Lord, today we do thank you specifically for the blessing of time and being able to gather, being allowed to. God, we don't consider it enough, but thank you for the time on this earth. And we just ask that we would use it well. This morning we ask that we would learn from your word well. In your name we pray. Amen. Uh, so this is just part two. We are in Sunday school. Fundamentals of the faith is the workbook we're going through. Um, we are in chapter two. Uh, we did a three-part series on chapter one, and now we're in the second part of chapter two, and we're going to finish chapter two today. Really easy. Um, go ahead and, and, and have that out in the Bible. If you don't have one with you, um, grab that out as well. Um, I'm going to try to do as little talking as possible and try to get you guys to tell me things as much as possible. So uh, today we're going through, uh, we're going to do a quick review, quick review of purpose as well. And then we're going to go through um, what Bible study actually looks like, what um, effective Bible study should be um, and how to use it. And so we'll end with a quick exercise in Bible study and discussion. We are kind of limited on time just because of the setup, but that's okay. We don't have, uh, we have a lot of opportunity for questions, responses, all sorts of things. So review last week, we talked about why we need to know God's word, how to actually know God's word. So a couple quick, oh, hello. It's doing its, its boot up thing again. And it's gone. Cool. Good. Very good. No, it's still plugged in. It does this with Aaron's laptop sometimes, and I don't really wonder why. Hmm? Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't like my PowerPoints in the old format on Aaron's laptop for one reason or another. I'll try this one more time. If not, it will be a lot of <laughs> please follow with me verbally. So review. Okay, hey, it's just showing all the questions, but that's fine. Uh, quick questions. So what separates preaching from, sorry, things, and then we'll dive into this week and memory verse and all that. So what separates preaching from other forms of public speaking? Uh, we do have a mic if you want to use it, but just toss a hand in the air and, and let's let's hear your thoughts. What separates preaching from other forms of, of public speaking, whatever that might be? I can always pick on people too, which is fun. Matt's really wanting to hand it off to someone else. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm going to pick on Justin first because that's fun. Justin, what separates preaching from other forms of public speaking? <laughs> it is attached to a uh, an office. An office. Can you elaborate? Um, it's a, the duty of a, an elder. Mm -hmm. So it comes from someone who's in a certain position? Okay. Uh, someone else, what, what separates preaching from other forms of public speaking. You can huck it like a football, yeah. Uh, preaching is uh, speaking authoritatively with an appeal. With an appeal. So at the, somewhere there's something for you to do. Yes. Something for you to, 
the, 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 what is said needs and must be applied in some way mm -hmm. or responded to. Okay, so there, there's something that needs to be done, a response that needs to be had. Okay. Uh, other quick review questions, how are reading and studying similar or different? Or, yeah, others. Are reading and studying similar or different? Again, quick tossing hands in the air. Go. Different. Different. And how? The intensity with which one observes. Are you making observations? Are you um, just skimming? Sure. Are we making observations or are we skimming? I can skim read through Lord of the Rings really fast and not know what I read. Absolutely. Did that many times. Uh, what are some common worldly thoughts on meditation when we use the word meditation outside the church versus when we use the, med the word meditation when it comes to scripture, Bible, in the church? What do, what do we mean? What are some differences, similarities? Um, <laughs> emptying the mind. Emptying the mind would be a common one we use outside of the church. So what would be a common use of the word meditation inside the church? What would be a, a normal way we use that word? Yeah, right over here. Filling our mind. So, yeah, that's actually in direct opposition, right? We have empty the mind, uh, forget what we know, forget our worries and our cares, as opposed to fill our minds. And so it's the good stuff. Now we're not worried because we know something, not because we forgot what we're afraid of. Okay, quickly, does anyone remember the memory verse for this section? It, and this is just before we finish our review. Does anyone remember what our memory verse is? It is in First Timothy. Yeah, exactly. If you do, I have candy or you don't have to have candy. I like, gosh, nice. Good work. Um, I can toss candy or I can bring candy or I can not do candy. All right, cool. Yeah, um, well said. Uh, if you do have that one, it's at the very beginning of chapter two. Again, this is just a quick review and we'll move on. So today and last time, we had a couple quick purposes for our lesson so we want to be motivated to actually study and read the Bible. It's 66 books that we typically don't dive into enough. Um, most of us will read it at some point, most of it in our lifetime. But uh, we want to motivate us to not just read it once, but study it. Um, to give us practical skills, how do we do this? this? This is a whole bunch of books compiled. And why should we know it? We talked about last week how we should handle it correctly. If we know it well, we can handle it better. We can grow up in our salvation, become more mature. We can prevent sin. We can learn healthy respect. And the computer's doing the thing again. Hey. Okay. So I'm just going to unplug the thing. We're going to follow along. Um, yeah, to learn healthy respect and fear of God, light our path and guide us. So today... We're going to go directly through the book. Our point number one is preparation. So preparation, we're going to ask a question for you. How does preparation relate to Bible study, and why is that point number one? How does it relate to Bible study, and why is that point number one? Again, less than me, more of you. <laughs> 
That's a good verse. Can I pick on John then? You can pick on John. Thank you. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> the why of preparation is important. That's a good question. Um. <laughs> Putting someone on the spot every time. Yeah. No, um, preparation is important because you have to really put your mind and your heart in the right place to learn. Um, preparation mm-hmm. In the sense of praying before you read scripture and asking Christ to do a work in your heart to illuminate his words is important to make sure that you are following uh, and willing to be led, uh, not just looking for your own intellectual or knowledge, uh, intellectual gain or knowledge. So, yeah, yeah. Got another in the back because Aaron will raise his hand for most of them, I'm sure. Yeah, I, I think John hit on something really really important there. We do want to be praying before we read. Uh, we want to approach it with the right mindset and heart set. And Aaron's got one really quick. Preparation is important when you're dealing with uh, with very important information of any kind. You know, if you're, if you're studying for a final, mm-hmm. that will determine whether you pass the class or not. If you're preparing for uh, for an exam that will determine if you're qualified for a job or not sure um, or how to drive a car or whatever um, you don't want to uh, study for that on two hours of sleep mm-hmm. um, you know you, you if it's important and you need to understand what you're reading and you yep. want to retain what you're reading you need to put some preparation into the study process. Yeah, there's the spiritual side and the practical side, really. Um, there's the idea of we want our hearts and minds to be right when we approach God's word. And there's the idea that we're not going to get as much out of it if we're not prepared. Absolutely. So I, I know I can't show this to you guys. Let's pull out Bibles real fast. Let's go to First Peter. Um, we're going to go to chapter 2, new verses 1 through 3. Uh, when you're there, um, if you're okay reading, just toss a hand in the air. We'll get you the microphone. You can... Uh, read it out loud for us. Um, yeah, again, less of me, more of you. In the back. Eric. So First Peter 2? First Peter 2, verses 1 through 3. So put away all malice and all deceit and hypocrisy and envy and all slander. Like newborn infants, long for the pure spiritual milk that it that by it you may grow into salvation, if indeed you have t- tasted that the Lord's is good. Mm-hmm. So based on that, and if you have a Bible with you, hopefully we were able to follow along. How are we supposed to approach Scripture? How are we supposed to, to get into the Bible? With a clean heart? What else? Need to be right with God first? Okay. What else? And apparently not just God, but also our friends, family, colleagues, workplaces, all those people. Yeah. One more. Where to want it? Oh. Like babies want milk. Wow, that's a lot of want. I think we happen to have someone in our church who recently and is currently experiencing a baby who wants something constantly. I'm sure they would attest 
to the fact that there's going to be a lot of want, and it's going to be shown a lot. I don't think most of us show a want for Scripture as much as that baby wants food. That's convicting, at least to me, in some sense, right? Um, So next one, we're going to flip over to uh, Colossians. Flip over to Colossians. We're going to be in the first chapter there. We're going to do verses 9 through 12. So same thing. As soon as someone has it, just toss a hand in the air. We'll, We'll have you read it for us. Yes. And so from the day we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might, for all endurance and patience with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. So how can we connect what, what Paul prayed for the Colossians with how we're supposed to approach Scripture? Right There's the connection. How do we connect that? How do we make that work? Might take a second. That's okay. It's okay. How should we connect what Paul prayed with how we're supposed to approach God's Word? With our preparation. Eric's got another one, I'm sure. Make him do things. We need to be prayerful as we and, and, and seeking the Spirit's guidance as we as we read to get yeah. insights from His Word. Being prayerful, more spirit-filled. Actually, seek, look for more. Filled with his knowledge. We have a why. Yeah. These are things where sometimes I don't think we think about the why. We go in, we, we do it. It's a habit. It's a chore. Uh, maybe it's not a habit or a chore. Maybe it's, it's literally like I don't do it, which is also a thing, right? But when we approach it with the right mindset and heart set, I, I think we have a lot more success in getting out of Scripture what we're supposed to get out of Scripture, the whole point. Um, our second point in your workbook is observation. So first we prepare. Uh, if we're going to do Bible study, whether it's personal or in the church, we want to prepare well. Second, we want to observe something from the text. So uh, when we are observing, we mean generally asking questions about what's happening, right? What is happening here? Very straightforward, what's taking place Uh, What do I see here? But what other questions could you ask during observation? What common things could we be looking for? If I open up and I'm in any of the Gospels or I'm in any Old Testament book, what are some things I'm generally looking for? Or you could. Who are are the main characters? Main characters? The passage? What else? Themes? Context. Context? Keeping an eye out. It's not just one verse separated. It's a stream of thought. Yeah. History. Yep. Look for the history behind it. Absolutely. We don't live 2,000 years ago. We don't. 
got to look it up sometimes. Anything else that comes to mind? What are we looking for when we open this up? Vocabulary, what words are used. Um, if you guys haven't checked this out yet, this is a great app. I'm, I'm really down with this. It's called Literal Word. Um, it literally um, allows you to look at the, the, the Greek behind New Testament words or the Hebrew behind Old Testament words. Um, and it's kind of cool. So like um, in our, our text today, we're going to be in Matthew 6 later. Um, I clicked on righteousness and it gives me all these definitions, where it's used, uh, what it meant in the Greek, what it meant to those people at that time. Really kind of cool. Great app. It's called Literal Word. Look it up sometime. Um, our third point is interpretation. So now we see something and now we're asking what's it mean? What do we do with it? So uh, we've asked things like, what details are important? Why was it written? What's the implication? I think we know a lot of the questions to ask, but how do we find the answers? Right? When we're asking interpretive questions, how do we find the answers? And uh, I'm sure there's a way to, that would be bad to find the answers. Like, that's not an answer that we should find there. So where are ways we find answers, and how should we not be finding the answers? or interpretive questions. Does that make sense? Read, study, uh, pray, meditate. Something in that order-ish. Okay, what else? Look through the rest of the Bible. What do you think? Yeah, yeah we probably have Bibles with study helps. How else do we find the answers? Or how should we not find the answers, I guess? Right, is there a difference between me going to someone who actually knows what they're talking about versus someone who doesn't? I mean, yeah, right. So if, um, I don't know, I'm going to Justin now because he brought it up. So I go to Justin, I have a question about Matthew 6. Can I ask him for what it means? Yeah. Should I double check what he says? <laughs> Definitely because it's Justin. Um, sorry. Um, no, it, we always double check things. But that doesn't mean we don't go and ask someone who's done this before for help. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I haven't picked on Bethany. Bethany, uh, when when you have a question about a Bible verse, or if you ever have a question about a Bible verse, what do you do? How do you go about solving it? Yeah. 
Absolutely. Someone could be way off base if you have one exception to six solid commentaries. Yeah, I think that ties into a bigger question, though, because you literally brought up bringing out commentaries. I don't think most of us think of, like, when I have a question, I go to other more books and more research and more things, though that's a really solid answer, and that's really something more of us should do, including myself. Um, why is the Bible so hard to understand, though, sometimes? Why is it hard to understand even for Christians? Why is, why is it difficult? I feel like I should pick on Jack now. There it is. Yeah, you know, I, I found this verse on Twitter one day, and he said uh, it meant this one thing. So, yeah, it's probably what it means. Yeah. Yeah, at some point, maybe we do have to rely on someone who's studied that for years, because we haven't. We haven't studied it formally. Sure. What do you think? Or? Yeah, you take a verse, it happens to be within a different context, and you're like, what does this mean? Why is he talking about a burning pain? Oh, goodness. This plague. Yeah. Sure. I once sat down for five. Does that count? Yeah. Mm. Get the whole story. Yeah. Absolutely. So once we've interpreted it, we, so we prepare to read, we see what's there, we interpret what's there, and now we have to apply something. So application's our fourth point in your workbook. And we're going to open up to James 1. Uh, always a great passage to open up to. Um, and we're going to go to verse 19. We're going to read through verse 25. So as soon as you have it, toss a hand in the air if you're willing to read. Um, we'll see what comes out of that. So James 1. Verses 19 through 25. 
If you're willing, just read it nice and loud for us. Yeah, James 1, really practical book. He gives a couple of great analogies and examples. So how does that connect to application? How does that passage connect to us applying what we read and applying it well? Okay. Yeah, we have, we, we are, we have a, a responsibility to do, not just to hear. Great. How is it more? It's not just do, right? It is do. There's more. What? Yeah, look intently. I love that image he gives of like, I stare at myself in a mirror. I'm like, oh, yeah, all this stuff. And then I walk away. I'm like, what did I look like again? Oh, that's right. That's what I, and then you go away and you forget again. Repeated looking at yourself in the mirror and doing nothing about it and forgetting what you just read and forgetting any application at all is pointless. In fact, what's he say about the person who who forgets, immediately forgets, basically? What's the implication of saying he's like this man who looks at himself in the mirror and goes, great, turns around and forgets, what what do I look like? Deceived? Sure. What's the implication about that man? That hmm? he has no desire? Yeah. He won't be blessed? Should he have even done it in the first place? What's the point? Right? Yeah, it's kind of a crazy one. Kind of weird. Um, what are some possible application, like, struggles we would have during the application step? Very common things or struggles we would have. <laughs> that's, that's me every day after Thursday. Um, yeah, no, like, we look in the mirror and we go, I look fine. And then we walk away pretend okay blind spot (laughs) i really appreciate the glance back at john after that one i don't think he realized how much he needed to shave good yeah (laughs) oh that's really good i should really do that not gonna. Yeah, pure rebellion. Um, 
So what application method does he use in the workbook? He uses something called specs. Yeah, S-P-E-C-S. What's that stand for? So look for these five things as possible applications. Have you heard of other acronyms? I know, I can't actually remember which acronym it was. I used to use another acronym when I was looking for applications. Have you heard of other acronyms or other methods? Have you used that one specifically? Not really. Most of this comes out of us just not having like a formal, here's how we sit down, here's how we do this. But those are good ones. We look for sin that we should leave behind. We look for all these things, and we try to apply those pretty fast. Why is repetition included as a step? It's the what? It's the what? It's the what? Oh, hey. I, I know repetition is the key to learning is an old phrase, but absolutely uh, in a practical way. You guys know I teach choir. So, like, if a kid sings a song once, they don't remember it. It's, it's just the fact of the matter. I mean, um, I, I did this once. I forgot how to do it. I probably changed something, some um, plumbing somewhere in the house at some point and totally blinked how to do it after that because I have to re-YouTube it. I remember tying a tie. Guys, we've felt that one like how do i tie this tie i have no idea and my dad shows me and then i forget and i have to do it again so how does that apply to this how do we do this why is it included as a step for bible study okay we need to think more than once on the same passage or what Yeah, we forget. Y'all blank. I blank. Like, what did that say? Sure. Find new ways to observe, interpret, apply, and then do it again. And do it again because there's more. Great. How many of you did the example at the end? There's this, we've gone, kind of gone through the steps. I don't have the slides, and I'm sorry about that. Um, there's this example at the end of that workbook. How many of you guys filled out one or more of those sections at some point? Read the Matthew 6 passage. So let's read this really fast. Just someone uh, reading Matthew 6.33. Uh, I won't have you read the surrounding context. We should, but we won't right now. Matthew 6, verse 33. It's, it's, just, it's a really fast one. Or it's in your workbook if you have it. So, if we're going through those steps, what do we observe? What do we interpret? What do we apply based on that? Um, If you did write something down, uh, if you wouldn't mind sharing it, if you didn't, um, what can you observe? How should we take that and how do we apply that from that verse? So we observe the word first. 
first we should what? Seek his kingdom, okay? So we've made an observation. How do we interpret that? What does that mean? So we ask the question, why should it be first? Why is that the highest priority? Then we have to answer that question somehow. What do we think? What do we think? Why should we seek first his kingdom? The second half answers that. Great. Uh, what are these things? It also says why, which is? Yeah, there's just this level of, of trust and depth here. Um, I'm going to, I know that today, obviously not going as planned with uh, out me being able to toss up slides and um, timing and whatnot, but let's do a quick word of prayer. Uh, and then if you wouldn't mind, after we close that, just uh, either find someone and, and look at that ending. Um, continue this discussion, right? beyond just today. Look at that ending to the chapter. He says a few things there that are all kind of important. Let's use uh, um, one as an example. He says in the application, what is, what's your present program? What do you currently do in these things? And then what's your new goal? Right. So let's have a little bit of accountability if you can. You don't have to. This is an option. But after we close in prayer, if you could find someone and just say, hey, this is what I'm currently doing, and this is what I'm going to do from now on. Does that make sense? Something like that. Really simple. Sorry, today didn't go the same way. Any quick questions on Bible study, method, application, or kind of this chapter as a whole? I can take basically one. Okay. We're going to pause for now. We're going to move to chapter three next week in the workbook. If you can keep doing these things along with us, that makes life a lot easier on Sundays. Um, makes outlines a lot easier, and I will bring my laptop next time so it connects. That's awesome. All right, let's wrap up. Dear Lord, thank you so much for today. Um, God, we just appreciate the time together. We know that even when things don't go according to our plans, um, you are in control of all things. And thank you for that, for being a loving God who cares about us even when we don't deserve it. Um, Lord, you are good. Help us to study your word and remember that you are good. In your name we pray. Amen.